Yeah, as we come on to this podcast, if you're watching the podcast, you'll see Andy's in a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Andy, show us your shirt. There, there we go. You got the glasses. It's paint. Oh, it's purple. It says Macho Man. I mean, pure classic. But it brings me to a thing, Andy. Have you seen that uh, they're selling Bono's uh, or Bono's, or however you want to say it, Bono's sunglasses, his fly sunglasses? Uh, oh, really? online and and i'm i'm intrigued to get some would, would you rather go the fly sunglasses or macho man sunglasses andy Oof. i mean i'll be honest dave i appreciate both of them i don't think i'd wear either one of those but <laughs> if, if, if i had to you know just just for pure entertainment i might have to go the macho man route you know it's uh there's just something special about him. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking, Dave, I, to, I like to share my lion's hat ensemble with you and <laughs> like, you know, this one always goes well with with my macho man shirt because you know he was always like you know big fan of the bright colors yeah you know and so it's uh this is one of my favorites this, this is the the crucial catch alliance had of course from a few years ago in the nfl's uh support to you know identify cancer early so i was like that one and, and it goes well with the sarasota florida macho man vibe how many hats do you have andy dave's there's so many because you know i i, I every year i'm like i've got way too much lion stuff and i don't need any more hats and then new season and i'm like it's oh, a really cool hat and, and i get one and i get a new one you know i get a workout hat so it's 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 ridiculous i'm looking at my wall right now and there's just it's ridiculous it's ridiculous but hey you know it, it's all right i'm happy to be a fan happy to be a fan yeah. spend a lifetime you collect some hats Going back to the Macho Man part, did you ever see the uh, bio on him, like the A and E bio? They did those. They did those wrestling. I don't think I did. No, I don't think yeah. I did. The, the one, they're very well done. I mean, they do all the major wrestlers. I think they've got you know Hulk and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They got they do them all, and I think yeah. they're very well done. But it is, it was very. You know, I love Macho Man. He was one of my favorites. Uh, just sad to see how you know he was. You know, you go to dark places sometimes when you get into, you know, drugs and alcohol and all this other stuff. But, you know, how he came out near the end and unfortunately his life was cut short there uh, on stuff. So, uh, but Andy, we got a lot of other things to get into other than your shirt and hat collection, which we do very appreciate it. Thanks. That's a good look there. You can definitely see your pecs there, Andy. So it's always good. Um, we're working out. I work out. Um, anyways, Andy. I want to get into a couple of topics today, uh, and then we'll do some wrap-up, catch-ups, things at the end. But I want to start with something. We're going to stay on the sports topic probably pretty long today, but we're going to jump around right. a couple different areas, Andy. So, Andy, I don't know if you noticed, uh, uh, the Premier Lacrosse League uh, announced this week that they are having home cities. And if you're not familiar with lacrosse, many of you probably are not. Um, lacrosse is a sport that both our, our children or our kids played. Uh, during their youth and, and into high school. And my son plays a little bit in college now too. Um, but it's a great sport. We had a lot of fun with it, but they had a lacrosse league. It, years ago, it was a major league lacrosse league. And then there was a splinter faction. All the stars decided have had enough of these owners making like garbage product and, and not paying us and treating us to pizza after the games. We're going to treat ourselves like a real league. And they, they splintered off and they formed the premier lacrosse league. It was founded by, 
Paul Rabel, one of the probably the Wayne Gretzky, I would say, of uh, or Michael Jordan of lacrosse. Um, obviously, some people will say, no, 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 there's this guy and this guy. I, I got it. I hear all your complaints. But Paul Rabel put his money where his mouth was and started this. And it's been very successful I, from all intents and purposes. Um, but they were a traveling. They were a roadshow type of environment. It was like golf. You know, you go city to city. Uh, you don't have a home base. You don't have a home team. Uh, and they had some really unique names like the Chrome, the Atlas, Chaos, really great um, imagery. They were all over social media. I think they put together a really good product. But four years in, they decided, hey, we're going to, yeah, I think it's time to have home bases. And so they yeah. did this huge thing and they have eight teams. And now they've got the home bases out in, you know, Washington, uh, California, Utah, a couple other places. Carolina got a team here. And of course, the hotbeds for lacrosse, which is New York, Boston, Maryland, Virginia, you know, those areas there. Um, but I know you follow, you've gone to a lot of games, uh, yeah. things in those areas. Uh, what do you think when you saw this Premier Lacrosse League stuff? So, Dave, it was like a swift kick in the balls when I saw it. I was, you know, we, we really avoid <laughs> PLL, you know, to your point, like it, it, the, the league came out, you know, it's it sort of. It's sort of predecessor league, you know, the, the major league lacrosse. This really wasn't exciting to anybody. And uh, PLL came out, and I think it really was exciting. We went to the um, first championship match in Philly before taking in the Eagles-Lions game that same weekend, fantastic weekend. Um, we've been to other matches. We've been to Audi Field to watch matches, um, which is a great venue if you're in the D.C. area to get a chance to go to Audi Field. Um, so we really enjoy it. And, and I've, I've been a believer that, you know, eventually they, they should settle down with, with local things because I think that just – builds an identity and a fan base. It's hard to be a traveling roadshow. You know, you can't be the Ringling Brothers uh, lacrosse league, right? So I think it's a good move. But PLL, PLL pissed me off, man, because as you said, <laughs> you're rattling off those cities, Dave, and those states and sort of like the big lacrosse hubs, you know, there's, there's, I'm just going to, there's the Boston Cannons, the California Redwoods, Carolina Chaos, Denver Outlaws, Maryland Whip Snakes, New York Atlas, Philadelphia Water Dogs, and there's even the Utah Archers. Dave, what was blatantly missing from that list is the Virginia team. And Virginia is a, a big state for lacrosse. And there's a yeah. lot of support here. There's a lot of youth lacrosse. There's a lot of parents spending a lot of money on lacrosse. And I think it's really a, a kick in the nuts to skip the state. And, and what, it, what happens in Virginia every time is, you know, Maryland, Carolina, D.C., it, it's sort of easy to skip Virginia because of the surrounding, you know, states and cities. And so we don't have any major professional sports teams in the state. And sort of the, the throwaway is, you know, well, you've got D.C. or whatever, but I don't live in D.C. Screw D.C. teams. Don't <laughs> live in Maryland. You know, you've got your Carolina chaos down there. And for, for heaven's sakes, there's a Utah team. Um, I was really pissed that Virginia is not recognized. It is my dream, Dave. I will share this with you and all of America. It is my dream to eventually own a pro sports organization of any kind. It could be like the third layer down, um, you know, mixed gender flag football league. I don't care. I don't care what. Yeah, eventually, I want to own a pro sports team. That's the dream, and, you know. And it'll be in Virginia. That's that's my big audacious goal one day. And and PLL let me down. But by God, Virginia, I will bring professional sports here before I'm in the grave. <laughs> you, can't, 
Andy Little, so you want to be uh, Ryan Reynolds, own a team, you know, Wrexham, you know, you want to you want to do that, right? I'm yeah. here with you. Andy, I'm here for that, and yeah. I would love to venture into a team with you, but <clears throat> we can definitely do that. I've always wanted like thing. I think the Premier Lacrosse League, I think they're a tough spot, right? Because they could go to just simply the hotbeds yeah. and just say, yeah, it'd be all East Coast and Mid Atlantic and East Coast up. And and it would it would crumble, I think. And they had I felt like they really had to go to Utah and California. You know, you can say, oh, those are emerging markets for lacrosse and all this other stuff. But it is a tough sell with some of these places. I was glad to see, though, that they did branch out a little bit. Um, it, it, and it, that doesn't mean you won't still get a, a team in Virginia or some sort because they have um, they or they. I think because the way their schedule is, they have eight home teams. Yeah. And each home team will have a week. But I think they have also some, um, you know, some at large locations. They'll play in Minnesota or yeah. Chicago or, it, it, you know, they'll play in different places. What do you think of the Premier League, look, like the the product on the field? I mean, how do you, because I, I, you said it, like the MLL, the Major League Lacrosse, um, was a garbage product. I mean, it, it yeah. was like, it was almost like, you know, a couple of high schoolers putting together a production tape, the premier lacrosse league, they do all the bells and whistles. They've got great coverage. It looks like yeah. a professional product. They've got, yeah. they're huge on social media. My concerns with well, here, let, let me get, what, what do you think on the product? And then I got a couple concerns with the league, but, and I think that might stymie them. But. So it, it, lacrosse is, is, it's not as well known as sport around the country as a lot of our other major sports are also i'll say it is a super exciting sport to watch and pll games have not let me down i mean yeah. we went to the championship game in dc a few years ago and uh blaze who was the glory who was the uh, goalie for um the chaos of the time just put on a show of, of skill and, and and professional craftsmanship and, and that whole the whole time that was and the roadshow approach they take it's a lot of fun it's great to watch the league is doing great, and, and you know, like you said, professional and crisp production. It, it is a it is a great time, and I commend them. And one thing I love about PLL is, you know, I, I like to give people the middle finger in in challenging the way that we do things. And PLL is sort of insistent on doing things differently, right? The way yeah. the league organized, adding the two point goal into the game. Just it's, it, there's just this 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 sort of I don't say it's not smugness. I think it's my mistake of smugness. I think it's just sort of this like. Let's do things different and better. And that I, I love and I commend them for. And that's really why I was so hopeful we'd see a team here in Virginia because I really love to support it. Um, so I, I actually really like what they've done and are doing. And I think even though they've pissed me off here, I think there's really great potential for it. And lacrosse makes, I think, for great television viewing. And, it, and it's a fantastic game to take in live if you get the chance to do that. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think a, a lot of those things you've said is is just right on. They they do a really great thing. They've done integrated a lot of stuff. They've just made it. They brought that professionalism to yeah. it. Um, I I think I just get a and and the games are exciting. You know, I I think it is hard. I think it it's hard to cut in. I you know you have the professional leagues. You have, I mean hockey. It, they're a fourth major sport, but they have a hard time cutting into the mainstream with the 24/7 365 of football now. Yeah. Um then you have uh NBA that's trying to do all of this with their new in-season tournament and all these other things. 
Um, and baseball, you know, it's like the the constant, right? You, there's always baseball chugging along yeah. through the year. It's hard to cut in, but I think they've done a good job of it. I worry the the things I worry about them is one there's no open books you like it's owned by Paul Rabel and yeah. his you know and and while they have home teams it doesn't feel like they have home ownership so so it, it's almost like a WWE script and Paul Rabel's notorious for knowing about WWE it's almost like hey that guy got traded to this guy this team is that because you know he lives closer there or is that because they want to create a storyline or what are they trying to do here so there's a little bit of that it doesn't feel like the teams operate independently um that that's one thing the books are not open like they they're I can tell you they're burning gobs of cash that you know they're almost like a startup yeah we need to go through a series of funding routines it it doesn't mean because you're making a lot of money it means you've got a lot of ambitions and you want to do a lot of money they've got big investors kevin durant's an investor uh joe size an investor a lot of these great names are there but until you open the books until you know how we're spending the money it's hard to be really taken seriously on some of those fronts but i am encouraged i think it's going to be exciting hopefully this is a transition with yeah. home teams now into independent maybe ownership groups and stuff but it it just is hard i mean they go up against in this they're playing in the summer which is hard in itself because there's a lot of kids doing things and and uh, doing sporting events and and lacrosse is very heavily like youth lacrosse in the summer it's huge um, and and so they're competing against that they're, they're, the the market they're trying to get is actively engaged on the weekends uh, and then they they play their championship game during the first couple of weeks of the NFL season which. Sorry, but NFL is going to win out there. And and yeah. so so they have some challenges ahead. But I think lacrosse in general, um, it I mean, it is a sport on the rise. I, I would be interested, though, Andy, if you want to go into a Frisbee football team, I'm I'm happy to bring Frisbee football to Virginia if you like. So, so one, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I think it, I think it's very accurate there. Good assessment. And I noticed you left Major League Soccer off your list of major oh, sports today. Right. So you know, yeah, yeah, MLS is still a lot of fun, and they brought some great talent like Mr. Messi to Miami. So another great league. It is hard because of the major dominance of, of America's traditional sports, but I think it's great to see it come up. And, yeah. and I also sort of understand the idea of sort of centralized ownership as they try to get it going. I think that time will pass. <clears throat> I have confidence in the guys that will, but um, on the, the Frisbee league, I mean, Dave, there is nothing off the table. It is, <laughs> it is some type of professional sports organization in the Commonwealth. So maybe we'll team up there. KD, you know, if you're investing in PLL, and you need somebody to sort of drive one of those home teams for you at some point, feel free to reach out. Happy to, happy to work with you, buddy. You know, so um, Dave, we're, we're open to all ideas from Frisbee to, you know, um, you know, beer golf, sprint golf, whatever it is. I, I do not care. But Virginia needs a team and merch and a sports league. And again, Virginia, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about uh, maybe maybe halfway through my run here is, is my hope. Before I before I'm six feet under or, or, or powder or whatever it is that you know, my my kids decide to do with me one day, I will uh, I will bring pro sports to Virginia. That's that's the dream. 
<laughs> there we go. I'm I'm here for that too, Andy. So, well, let's wrap that up. And, and look, I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe we'll talk a little Premier Lacrosse League uh, wrap-ups during because they, they kick off at times when we can't talk football. So maybe that'll be our sports check-in during the league, Andy. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be rooting for the Carolina chaos and we'll take you on Andy. So I don't even know who I am, Dave. I don't even know who I'm (laughs) cheering for at this point. It's tough. It's just tough. I I can appreciate it. All right, Andy, let's go into another topic. It's kind of related. So this last weekend I was with my daughter um, in Maryland of all the speaking of the hotbeds and she plays girls across. And as I noted, my, my, my second son, he played, um lacrosse growing up as did one of your boys and and my son wound up playing in college for a little bit he went to Jacksonville University and then he wound up transferring uh for a lot of different reasons to Virginia Tech where our both of our boys go uh, he plays club lacrosse there but the the growing up process was quite um a different experience in in respect of um, we spent a lot of time at lacrosse tournaments and, and look, I'm going to use lacrosse just as an example, but it really applies to almost all these sports. Now um, there's, you know, baseball tournaments dominate the summer. Um, but what I'm concerned about is, is my daughter's, uh, I think she's a good lacrosse player. She has no desire to play in college yet. We go to these tournaments. We play on these club teams and we go to these tournaments. There are no, you know, you don't really keep score. I mean, I mean, you do keep score because you need to know who wins and loses and, and whatnot. But there's no championship. There's no like trophy at the end for whoever won your age bracket. You know, years ago, every obviously everybody, you know, the big knock is everybody gets a trophy or whatever. Now nobody gets a trophy, but you go to these big events, you pay a lot of money, you travel many hours away to it, generally speaking. Uh, all for the hope that somebody on some sideline from some college, whether that's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, is going to look at your your child and say, "Hey, I think you should come to X college and and be here." Um, and it's getting to be quite a racket. Uh, I yeah. feel. I think it's it's quite a disturbing trend because. A lot of kids, look, when we were growing up, Andy, you had recreational sports. Usually the county ran them or the local community ran them. And then if you were lucky, you made an all-star team or some sort of thing, and you may go play the neighboring thing. Again, get off my lawn. We're going to talk to that some that point here. Obviously, there are people who wanted more than that. They wanted to do push themselves to challenge all for the right reasons, right? All for the right things. Uh, and so they created more travel programs where the, then then the select group from each of those communities would go and travel around the communities. And, and if you're lucky, maybe you went to another state or, or a big tournament. And, and now there's on top of the travel teams, because those weren't good enough, you needed a club team that you could play with kids from all over the nation against. So maybe you're playing with a kid from Colorado or New York or, or Florida or whatever. And you go to these events. All because people say you can get that one scholarship, that one thing in college to go play. What they don't realize is all the money you spend along the way and all the the people who are marketing and and exploiting these. I I think we're in a really tough spot. We're not going to be able to get into all of it today, Andy, but I'm concerned by what I see because my daughter loves to play lacrosse. She loves to play high level lacrosse. No interest in playing college, but here I am. And this weekend, my wife has taken her down to Florida for a long tournament. It's, it, it's, we're getting on ridiculousness. Yeah, it, it is. Tough. I think lacrosse is maybe a little different than some of the other sports. And it really is tournament based to get that visibility. You know, I mean, football, there's still 
you know, high school teams are still the, the, the breeding ground for college recruitment. And if you're on a good team, you, you have a chance to get scouted out and viewed. Lacrosse is a little bit different, but but soccer can be similar. You know, other sports can be similar. And it, it is it is a challenge. I think there's that desire of parents to give their kids the, the greatest opportunity to, uh, we've talked about this, you know, in recent podcasts, where, you know, to, to be the best they can be, enjoy their sports and their youth and have chances to, to go at a higher level. But it really is sort of a mixed bag. Like, you know, you're pushing your kids more than they really need to. You're spending a lot of time. You are spending a lot of money. A lot of kids don't want to play in college. They get there and they realize, like, wow, this is my entire life. And I don't want this to be my entire life. It, it is a challenge. I think as parents, you know, you sort of get caught up in things. Um, you know, both my boys play lacrosse, actually. And, you know, youth, youth is spent a lot of time running around playing different activities and clubs and scouts and all the different things that you do. I think it's good for all parents to sort of pause and be like, you know, hey, are we doing things the way we actually want to do them? Or are we sort of caught up into whatever grind we're caught up into? Yeah. Is that the right thing for our kids? It's tough. I mean, parenting is always tough. Being a kid, you know, trying to trying to compete. It's fun. I mean, you enjoy it, but it is a lot of time. And, and at times it can be a lot of pressure, you know, so I think it, yeah. it is important to sort of pause and reflect on those things. And from, from the, you know, sort of sports teams and tournaments perspective, like it's, it's mixed, right? I mean, part of it, there is a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of, you know, good things for those that are running and organizing these things. At the same time, they are great venues and opportunities. And it is a lot of fun to travel to a different state with your team and play other teams and see, you know, schools and kids from around the country. Like there's goodness in it, even as it's challenging. So I, I think it is, it is really a mix. I, I, I love just like I love home lacrosse teams, you know, the idea of that. I think there's something really special about, you know, being able to play for your high school team and having that local yeah. identity and, you know, you're part of the community, right? And it's, and it's your rival against your town rival. I remember when, when I was a kid growing up and we beat our, our town rival and got to do the parade through, you know, downtown Vienna, Virginia. Like that was just a ton of fun, right? Like we were the local champs for that year. There, there's something special about that that camaraderie and community. So it's a mix. It's a mixed day, but I'm glad that you are investing in your children regardless, even if they are being uh, you know, taken for hours of their time and youth in, in, in the green yeah. sports competition. Yeah, and I don't mean to sound all negative about it because we do. Like I, I reflect on those times with my son and then now with my daughter about spending the able to be able to, we drive to a lot of these things. And so yeah. there's a lot of long hours in the car. You have the weekend with them. It's fun time and stuff. I just worry, you know, so when we build these constructs of like, hey, it's just all about the individual in these things. We lose out on that local community, I think, yeah. as you were mentioned, because the high school team is not as important as the club team because your rival who you used to hate growing up and never play against unless you're on competing teams yeah. that might be this the same guy you are trying to go to college with. And, and it, it just is a, a interesting thing. It's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but we'll, we'll, we'll probably dig into that a little bit more of that Andy more, but I want to spend another, the last part of this podcast now talking about just some odds and ends. You know, I know you've always got some good things to, to catch up on. So what are you reading at? What are you looking at Andy right now? And, and anything on the current event side that you're, you're seeing well you know Dave there's 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 a lot going on I, I was gonna get a couple of things that I won't get into I'll, I'll touch on a couple of the interesting political headlines you know one um you know we, we've talked many times about our, our absolutely crappy uh, elected leadership at the national level just in a recent um incident Moody's has has said that they are you know downgrading the U.S. financial ranking in, in some areas and they expect interest payments relative to revenue to rise from 9.7% where it is today to 26% in 2033. And I, I just wanted to point out the absolute fiscal irresponsibility of our leadership as we condemn our kids' future to burdensome debt. And, uh, you know, thanks, thanks, 
White House, Congress, thanks for being uh, absolutely focused on the moment you're in and, and, and not forward looking for our youth. So that's my one gripe, Dave. That's my complaint for the moment. A couple of interesting topics. One, um, the GOP, you know, we've made fun of, of the Republican Party a few times because they just make it so bloody easy. This week, uh, fights in Congress, right? I mean, you've got the, the recently made former Speaker of the House elbowing a fellow congressman in the hallways of Congress while he's doing an interview. You've got a, a, another uh, official, I think, I think a senator, if I recall. I'll have to do, double check that. But um, yeah, Senator Mullen from Oklahoma challenging uh, the president of the Teamsters to a fight in, in the Senate. Like, if you fight somebody, like that's that's great. But in, in Congress, like you're going to get up and, and flex on somebody, you know, it's like, like, what are we doing? You know, what what on earth are we doing? So we've got, I think I was banging on them for, for like childish name calling a week ago or two weeks ago. Now we're, now we're throwing elbows and challenging, uh, you know, those that are testifying to fights because they made personal remarks about you. Like, like what the hell are we doing? So I, I don't know, Dave, what I mean, I, I know you, you, you long, you for a long time identify with the Republican party. What does it feel like to see this absolute, Again, we'll come back to the Ringling Brothers, you know, in Congress today. There's no better way, Andy, than to drop the people's elbow than if you're in Congress, right, Andy? So if you're going to drop the elbow, drop the people's elbow in in the Congress. Look, Andy, it's comical. I mean, I, look, last week was enough when, or earlier, maybe it was earlier this week, where that the the party of eight, the group of eight, or whatever they're, they're calling themselves, are already upset with the new speaker because. Dare they cut a deal to pass yeah. a budget and not have to worry about the CNN ticker all the time? It, it, it's utterly preposterous. Like we're a clown show here. At this point, that group of eight should just go off and form. You know, they they I love the the term rhino. You know, Republican in name only. Those they they those people have coined other people who are or maybe more moderate. They're rhinos, right? Maybe they should just go form their own party and call themselves something different. Because that's the point we're at. I did see, I did, was listening to a really good podcast the other day about, you know, again, we talked on Tuesday, when it was the, the earlier show this week about the third parties, right? And, yeah. and like the importance of this. And everyone's saying how this is, again, the election you can't afford to mess up. Here we go, that, that, that stuff again. And I think the concern really is, is that the third party that comes in now is going to not affect trump because he's got his loyal trumpers yeah. um, that are not going to sway no matter what it's going to affect biden more than anything else and in that case trump wins you you affect biden trump wins uh, so let's get rid of the third parties just because we want biden to win and not trump uh, look i don't know if you saw any of the 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 news this week andy with the or the images of biden this week the guy is old and he looks awful on TV. I mean, he looks like he's trying to take an earpiece out of it. Look, again, I'm not trying to be like all this drama and stuff. He's taking the earpiece out. He's like, it takes five minutes for him to put it down on the table. I mean, these that is not presidential. The Democrats, if they really want to defeat Trump, they need to put a different candidate on. That That's just what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we, we talked this before. I mean, he, he's old and, and he looks yeah. old and he's getting older. I mean, that's that's just reality. I, I still think he's, you know, he, he's, he's out there running an aggressive schedule and, and doing a lot. Um, and I think he can be Trump, to be honest. But I think it's interesting to see the conversation. And again, that that worry of, you know, you've got to vote for this guy because or the other guy's going to win. Right. 
And so that's interesting. I think you know, on that note, um, you know, once again, uh, don't mean to get stuck on this guy, but um, RFK Jr. picking up some endorsements from high-profile sports athletes. Not sure the most loved athletes, but but you know, John Stockton, legendary basketball player. You know, as, as we grew up, Dave, a dream team member. He came out in support of RFK. So interesting to see that that continues to develop. And I, and I think that's a threat to both um, Trump and Biden, to be honest. With you. I think he will pull voters from both of those two, which is impossible to account for, which is interesting. I think another, another interesting development there, you know, while, while Mr. Trump is the presumptive Republican nominee, you know, when he ran, um, when, he, when he ran originally, you know, there was like, I think it was like 347 Republicans were running for the presidential nomination that year, right? And and so even though he wasn't necessarily the most loved guy, there's so many opponents that nobody really became a challenger to him. It was just Trump squashing everybody, which which he did impressively. It's a little different this time around. As the Republican field winnows down pretty quickly, most recently with uh, Senator Tim Scott stepping away, who, who I think was a genuinely nice guy, also a wrestling yep. enthusiast, you know. Uh, also in, a, in an interracial relationship, which I commend because as I found out like 20 years in my marriage, I was an interracial marriage, which I never thought about until that thought came to my mind. <laughs> so, which I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's us too. But anyway, besides the point, um, he, was, he was a nice guy, whether you liked his politics or not. But with him dropping out, there's only you know four uh, real viable candidates on the Republican side. And that's going to continue to narrow. And, and I, would, I wouldn't even say four of them are viable. Um, more and more, it's looking like uh, Nikki Haley is becoming the alternative candidate to Trump. And there's a lot of time before that first um, primary goes. And if, if it becomes a choice between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, you know, and, and, and Republicans decide, am I going to go with this guy, that guy? I think she's a lot more competitive in a one-on-one match than it is when there's, you know, 80 opponents challenging Donald Trump. So while he is sort of the presumed, you know, nominee, it still is early, and he's still going through a lot of stuff. It could be interesting. There could be something really to watch here. And again, whether you like Nikki Haley or not, she's she's a presence, and she's 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 strong. She's sharp. She she she's bold. Um, you know, again, you might not like her politics or her personally, but she's she's a very viable candidate. And so I think it's very interesting to see this playing out. And and she could actually, I think, be a real option for Republican voters, which is just an interesting thing to watch. Just like RFK is an interesting thing to watch. I, th- I think there's there's still a lot of politics ahead at the national level. So we'll see where it goes, Dave. Yeah, I, uh, we'll wrap this up, Andy. But I, I do really like Nikki Haley a lot. I think she's come on a lot stronger and she's withstood a lot of attacks against her. She's going to be able to withstand the Trump attacks. I, I think, honestly, look, I, the, when, if you're going against Trump, you have a litany of you have a dump truck full of of ways to attack him. I think if you probably get Democrats in a room, um, they're probably a little more concerned with Nikki Haley. Uh, oh, yeah. because I, like she has a legitimate record. She has a lot of standing. She doesn't have the, at least not that we know of, uh, the trail of tears behind her that that of or t- trail of destruction behind her. Uh, and I think she's a really good candidate. And I I would be optimistic. Look, I would vote for Nikki Haley today. Um, and I, I think she'd be a really good uh, president. I think it'd be great. I think we have a lot of things to overcome for her to get there, but I, I'd be optimistic. I, I think there is a lot of time still. It is only November. Uh, the first primaries are not until next year, you know, early next year. But there's a lot of time to make up stuff. And Trump yeah. has got a lot on his agenda. You know, you, if he's con- a convicted felon, 
you know, that changes a lot of things and it yeah. could, it's not going to change his core base. It never does. Um, it doesn't change anybody's base. They're going to believe them because of what they want to believe. But um, I do think it could potentially, uh, especially if, if they get one-on-one on a debate, it could be really interesting. So um, yeah. a lot to talk there. So for sure, it'd be a good good political podcasting for us in the next couple uh, coming sure weeks. Lots to come back to. All right, Andy, we're going to wrap up this week. Uh, next week, I do, we are going to get into a little holiday celebration stuff. So get ready for your food choices. Right. We'll talk All a right. little bit about celebrations. And then we're going to get into a little holiday themed movie discussions. Not Maybe not next week, but we'll get into it at some point in the coming weeks here, Andy. Right. Anything else you'd like to say before we sign off, Andy? Dave, I'll just say, you know, one, if you're a music fan, last week, Cheryl Crow dropped a new album. Oh, yeah. Very talented and a lot of fun. Her new song is just full of sort of catchy vibes and worth checking out. Some other really good new music, too. Jen Wigmore, um, as well as as well as a few others that are worth checking out. So uh, those are fun. Cheryl Crow might have been two weeks ago, actually. And then lastly, Dave, I'm just excited to the Lions play Chicago this week. Chicago is awful. The Lions are going to a four-game stretch of really lousy opponents including a home game against Chicago this week in Chicago again in a month. So uh, Dan, biggest onions in the NFL, Campbell is going to lead his team to victory. Lions are going to be eight and two, Dave. Super <laughs> exciting. So we'll come back on victory uh, podcast and we report on Tuesday. And I'll be, I'll be very excited about that because right now, again, the Lions are on the number the path, the number one seed in the NFC. Super exciting. Well, Godspeed to your Lions, Andy. Um, <laughs> good luck. All right. With that, Andy, we will we'll call it a, a show today and we'll talk with you next week.